welcome to episode 133 of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. My name's David Pether, you can call me Fish. With me as always, my favourite sack of shit. Connor McDuff, how you fucking going, you pieces of shit? Oh, sorry, that was crap. rude. That was aggressive. Sorry. That I'm so aggressive. sorry. Oh my god, I don't know. Connor's just angry you. because he didn't post up our Prometheus episode on Podbean. So... A lot of people probably haven't heard that episode, and yeah. I've been saying the episode numbers wrong for the last couple of episodes. So if if there's anyone who's confused out there, it's my fault. Yeah, nobody really cares. I'm sure nobody really gives a fuck. Because yeah, people have for... been going over to SoundCloud because SoundCloud had it. So if you SoundCloud's if pretty to baller, it, it's been on SoundCloud. Yeah, except yeah, yeah, SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except SoundCloud uh, only holds a couple of our episodes at any one time. That is some bullshit. I don't understand why it does that. It, it, uh, whatever. It's because we're not paying for it and SoundCloud has a pro system now. And so you pay like whatever you pay a month to put all of it up. Fucking whatever. Okay, fuck you, SoundCloud. All right, <laughs> it's all good. be cool. We'll be putting out our newest episodes cool. will be on SoundCloud, but you will generally find your, our stuff on Podbean. Or on Ooh. iTunes and Stitcher and all well, that. Stitcher. Sort of stuff. We're doing like the promo at the start. This is a different thing. Um, yeah. But what are we doing this week, Connor McDuff? Each other, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, we're of reviewing a film. Um, oh, films, we're yeah. talking about we're talking about Alien this week. Alien, Alien. which is a part yeah. of that same retrospective that you can hear our Prometheus podcast on. <laughs> <laughs> which isn't up. We didn't put it up, so it's part of the series where it will be up by the time you hear missing. this. Though it will be up, so you can get on. Our guarantee. We, get, we sort of, you know, held it back as a little bit of a, a little bit of a roll into this week's episode, which we're going and, and talking about the original Alien from 1979. I can't believe it's mm. that friggin' old. Holy Christ! Mm. Almost as old as you, fish. Yeah, get in there. Not really, but mm. you know, a good ten years on me. Well, eight. <laughs> Eight years. Close. That's the. That's almost the difference between you and I. That's true. Um, that's true. Uh, well, Alien, Alien One. Ridley Scott. Should we kick on? Sci-fi. Yeah. Uh, you have not seen it before this. Podcast. No, this is my first. This is my first time watching it, which seems to have upset a bunch of people when I told them on Snapchat that I've never seen Alien before. But <laughs> you can all fuck off. You know yeah. I am. Fuck you guys. I don't care. So Connor yeah, doesn't actually I mean, watch movies unless I tell him to. You should know this by now. Straight up, though, like I will only watch films for this podcast <laughs> now because I have no time. So the only things yeah. I get to watch are these. It's, it's like fucked that. up. Well, Alien, Alien is a big favorite of mine. I um, I've always liked the Alien franchise, but this is the one that I've I've kept coming back to because this yeah. is the one that's most like a horror film. Um, it really yeah. set the bar for sci-fi thrillers um, back in the day, and I remember it was one of the very first uh, DVDs that I listen to like the director's commentary and all that sort of thing back in the day and uh so it, i don't know it kind of it, it kind of had some i don't like a connection to it because it's when i was sort of starting to look at filmmaking and you know this is this is regarded as one of the scariest films um ever made especially at the time like people were you know leaving the cinema and throwing up petrified and yeah yeah um so for this round because i i bought the the alien anthology blu-ray um, a yeah, I bought, I bought it on blue. I bought it on Blu-ray too. You bought um, it. You bought a Blu-ray. Yeah, fun fact for you. We went in. I went in, um, and I was with someone. We were trying to get Akira, like which is an anime. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I've been like meaning to watch it because it's super cool. And um, I was trying to buy that on Blu-ray. They didn't have it. And I was like, well, fuck it. And we just bought, I bought the movie I probably should have bought anyway. And then my PS4 is fucked, which is how I watch all my films. So it just ejects discs randomly. So I'm 10 minutes into it and it just starts fucking ejecting the disc. So I can't even watch it. So <laughs> oh. I had to fucking rent the thing out anyway on oh, the no. PlayStation tool. <laughs> oh, that sucks. It's oh, bullshit. Oh, man. You yeah. finally bought one, and I'm proud of you. It's a good one to own. Um, I, yeah, it is. If it worked, it'd be yeah. a good one to own. <laughs> well, like I said, I've owned this for a long time. I've had the Blu-ray set for, uh, mm. for maybe six or seven years, and I didn't realize that this set came with an abundance of bonus features, like a shitload of behind-the-scenes making of, of each one of these films. So mm. last night, I sat down to, to watch Alien, and smashed through it and then I was like oh, I'll just see what's on the on the on the old making of disc and there was like something like four hours worth of shit for just Alien and I was Jesus. like oh, I'm not gonna get through that I got through it <laughs> I watched <laughs> all four Did hours you watch, you watch four hours of it yeah I watched it all so I started it what, last like night. in one sitting no 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 so I started oh, okay. it last night I just watched kind of a, a few things here and there and yeah, yeah. Read a bit about the, you know, the writing of it and all that sort of thing, and then um, I was like, ah, oh, that'll do. Maybe I'll watch one in the morning. But there's this, there was this huge like storm here in Melbourne last mm. night, and it woke me up at like four o'clock this morning, and I was like, well, well, I'm awake now. So I went out and watched <laughs> all the behind the scenes of Alien <laughs> at shit o'clock in the morning. And um, let me say, if any, if if you are really interested in the making of this film, that's it's it's a very very thorough look into the making of it and i i highly recommend watching that so if you have any questions hit me up because i feel like i know most because <laughs> all there is you to know four about hours of behind the scenes of a film yeah, yeah man that's six hours if you watch the film as well that's six hours all up that yeah. you spent watching alien content mm -hmm. that's fucked up oh, that's almost yeah. every lord of the rings film yeah standard edition <laughs> it's just one the one the one film the one, the one extended version of the yeah. film almost. <laughs> All right, Connor. Well, why don't you tell us what happened in the original Alien? You know what I'd like to do? I'd like to do just that because you know how much I love plot summaries and you know how good at the, I am at them and how detailed I get. I so let's wait. get ready for another geared up detailed plot sum. No. All right. So there's a bloody bunch of bunch of bloody fucking uh, miners or something. Miners, not <laughs> kids. Mine. Um, they're not kids. Um, no, kid, fuck. No. Let me start again. So there are a bunch of kids. No, fuck. There's a cat <laughs> no, so and a bunch of humans. <laughs> there's a cat and a bunch of fucking people on a spaceship, and they have just finished mining out a planet, and so they're going back to Earth, um, and they're all sleeping. And then they wake up before they get back to Earth because there's a bit of a distress beacon that they have to check out in a different system. So they go and check out the distress. Did this have a stroke? Distress. A distress beacon. <laughs> Um, on this planet and they rock on up and they're like, yo, what the fuck is this? This is like this massive alien chilling out, which is the Promethean from Prometheus. What up? Connection. Fucking dumb piece of shit movie. Anyway, it's fine. I'm not upset. Um, and they're on the planet and they, one guy's checking some shit out and he's like, what the hell is this? Bloody face hugger gets him. He's got an alien in his little tongue. We all know this, okay? Anyway, they get back on the ship and they fly out of there. He seems fine. Facehugger explodes. Aliens on board just start slaughtering the fuck out of him. Ripley's like, all right, guys, come on. Let's get out of here. Ripley's the only one that, that lives and blows the ship up and flies away with her cat. And that's the end. That's the end of the film. No, it's not. 
because the alien is in the ship that she's oh, in. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, and then the alien's in the ship and then he, she pushes the airlock and sucks him out and then blows him, like literally burns him alive. Fucking great. Um, <laughs> and then that's the end. Yep. There that we go. Is... Another detailed plot summary by Connor McDuff. Brought Man, we've got to like... Brought to you by Economic Duff. You and I did pl do plot summaries very differently. Ever notice that? Yours are always like you go into like you write for them and you yeah. Care. When I used to do them, which was a long time ago, I I used to try and put every little detail in and and you gloss over it, which is fine because it's, the, <laughs> it's basically the it's basically yeah. The story. I I like to go in and care about it and think about it. And Connor, you um shit all over that. And <laughs> we like to think the that you the, anyway. you know, the listeners have watched the film. But we just like to give you a little reminder, so Connor does. A we bit just of like that. to we like to tickle your little testicles, your little film testicles, and just <laughs> give you a little give you a little reminder that hey, we're here and we care about your thoughts. That's um, it. That's it. Well, please, can look, we quote? I want to drop some of my knowledge that I gained in the four hours of behind the scenes that I watched. Yo, hit um, me up with that four hour behind the scene <laughs> knowledge, so man. So we'll start at where every film starts, and that's in the writing stage with a, a guy called Dan O'Bannon, <laughs> I believe his name is. And yeah. he was uh, the original writer. He he basically originally thought that he was going to be directing this film. So really? when he wrote when he wrote the script, and you can find the script on the Blu-ray. It's um it's quite detailed, and um but the script is so basic. Like it, all the characters' names are different. Um, he doesn't really describe any of the characters. In fact, um, where then there's like a cast, um, you know, like a character list it's basically down the bottom says that any of the the characters can be unisex they could be male or female so he hasn't even written jesus what it could be um the alien basically has no detail um and it's it's kind of funny because like i always just assumed like well if you're writing a script you you write the script you know, <laughs> you, know? you know everything yeah um anyway he sold it to um fox and then um you know fox paid some other people to come in and actually write like flesh out the script and uh and then this guy i really i loved listening to everything of his of all of his interviews though because he was so salty about the whole thing he, <laughs> he eventually gets the he gets the writing credit but it's like this big journey for him to get to it <laughs> like the, the new people who came here who, who it sounds like pretty much made the script what it is um you know we're saying well no we're getting the writing script and he's like oh no fuck you so he took him i'm pretty sure he took him to court and then you know, court yeah well fuck oath though i mean like good on him because it's one of the biggest films ever yeah like, absolutely and like it's funny because i you know as you go through from pre-production to production to you know even the the release of the film he he basically got shunned throughout most of it even though he in the end he is um very a lot of the concepts like the like the way the alien looks like he got an artist in yeah. some Swedish dude. Um, I think he's Swedish came in and real weird Gothic guy came in and designed the alien. Um, and you know, had science fiction people fucking design all the, all the ships and all that. So basically he, he really lit the fire. So he deserves something, but <laughs> like he, he wasn't even allowed to look at rushes. He didn't, I don't think he even, I don't know if he even got a, a ticket to the movie at the end. <laughs> like he had to oh like, my God. himself, I'm pretty sure. Um, so he's so salty, but it, throughout it, he's like, he's really proud of it, but he, it sounded like it was a real nightmare for him, like most filmmaking endeavors. Also, really just quickly, I, I want to chime in. Yeah, fuck letting a writer see rushes though. Like, fuck off. 
Sorry. <laughs> that's that's my own little gripe. You're, you fucking wrote the script, okay? Cool. Thanks for the book. I'm going to make it into a movie now. You can fuck off and wait until the end. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Let's move on from that point. Um, anyway, that's, isn't it I funny though? Because it's like, it's just such like a big film. Like, I don't think people understand that like a film set is chaos until the very end. Like anything can go wrong and totally make it go ass up. And it's so funny listening to this where, you know, literally the writer of the film was like almost like totally neglected to the yeah. point where unless, unless if he didn't fight this, right, if he didn't fight it and go to court for it, we wouldn't know that wouldn't he was a writer. Was. Like, we yeah. wouldn't even know wouldn't who it was. And he wrote one of the biggest, the horror films of the century. Yeah. Isn't that fucking crazy? It really, yeah, it's, it's really, it created a genre basically, like sci-fi yeah. horror. Um, Cause that and wasn't I mean, really like, anything I, like that before. You got to give him props too. Cause Ridley Scott is a terrible fucking director. So clearly he had a lot of input. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is another thing. Like, and you were talking about film sets being a nightmare. Ridley Scott was getting ridden the whole time on this film really set. like at, like there were apparently like at any given time there was always some sort of arsehole executive producer there pushing him saying why is he taking so long you know because Rid ridley scott's uh, well at least was a very visual director like uh, very mm. technical like he he storyboards everything like and, and that's another thing you can find on the blu-ray there's heaps of all these storyboards and they're fucking awesome like really good drawings and you can see where a lot of the shots come from like because this movie looks friggin' pretty like especially yeah, oh my fucking film. god wait let's bring that up hey i like the cinematography in this film i was talking about it before it's f like it is it is timeless like i was watching this and i'm like this is this the quality of this film is better than so much of what i watch now mm. like the camera work the framing like it's it's like kubrick standard you know what i mean like it's the sort of thing it doesn't matter when it is like it is just that is going to stand out forever yeah it's so phenomenal it blows my mind the lighting the fuck oh my god hey, probably one of the funny one of my is... favorite aspects of it was how pretty it was yeah no i agree like and it, it just sets the mood for the whole the whole film like yeah. the the the, com the com composition of these shots is just next level and that shaky most of that cam. credit yeah a lot of shaky cam which i don't think was really a big thing um nah. back then so um a lot of it goes to ridley though like he was on the camera for most of this good the dp keep him on the fucking camera and get him away from the director's <laughs> chair anyway go on and the dp was um you know on second cam like it's it's funny like you hear the the dp talking he's like yeah i lit a few things but basically ridley did it all and that's why the people were getting so pissed off is that he was basically going in and doing everyone's jobs. Um, yeah. But well, let's talk about Ridley. We don't really like Ridley Scott anymore, do we? No, we don't. I, I, don't, I don't like Ridley Scott because I think he's a dirtbag piece of shit. And don't get me wrong, I think, I'm sure he's a lovely person, okay? He's really made some people's lives great because he's made good films. But at the same time, Exodus, Gods and Kings and The Martian and Gladiator, really not that great, okay? Really not that Gladiator great. Gladiator was oh, pretty good. Uh, it was. It's all right though. Like it's not Oscar worthy anyway. That well, I just well, don't. Well, that's what I want to say. Like I feel like he is not the Ridley Scott. Like when I think of Ridley Scott, I think of Alien. I think of Blade Runner. I think of like all yeah. those older films that he's really revolutionised some things. Um, it's it's weird to even think of him in the same breath as like you said, Exodus, Prometheus and um, Exodus and mind. Martian. Um, the Martian can go fuck itself. But like he's not that good. Like Robin Hood. No, just burn. Um, but this is my question, though. This is what I have to like. I wonder, right? He was so full on, like Blade Runner and Alien. Like these films are f like they're next level. 
they're timeless films. You can watch them at any point. They're not going to get old. You know what I mean? But yeah. is it like, does he have George Lucas syndrome where he was just surrounded by the right people and had the right budget and therefore made like a great film? You know what I mean? Mm, like, was it the pressure nah, from the execs that think, gave him? I don't think he's that low. <laughs> I don't think he's George <laughs> Lucas. <laughs> I, uh, I, I do think that he has had brilliance. Um, like, He's been such a strong force in filmmaking for a long time. Um, that, yeah. Like I just I like those two films in themselves are enough to be like okay, like it wasn't just lightning striking, like Lucas got with Star Wars, like he made two pretty different films, um, mm. and they were pretty damn good. Uh, I I really liked listening to Ridley Scott talk about how he thinks about a film and how he how he approached Alien and and you know all the you know getting all the heat off his back and yeah like it's it's, it's a bit different when he talks about this was basically because I think it was his second film was Alien he'd done another film called The Duelist which I haven't seen um but you know he was he wasn't the Ridley Scott at this point mm. you know and I think he's probably just done too many movies now and he's kind of just got old and tired and doesn't give as much of a shit um, as we could see with Prometheus. Um, yeah. Um, but actually, I need to um, reestablish something. He is directing the new Alien film. I was always... Yeah. Un I was under the um, impression that um, Blomkamp was doing it, the director of um, District... District Nine because he he oh. had he like a lot of, for the last couple of years. Oh, been, that's right. He's been like crazy. He's been demanding it almost. Yeah, like, like he's, he's written so some killer script. James Cameron's like yeah. fucking excited about it. Like Sigourney Weaver was going to come back. It was actually going to be a, a direct sequel to Aliens, which we're watching in a couple of weeks. Um, I, I I always thought this was his film, and I'm like, that's yeah. why I was so excited about it. But now I'm like, oh no, it's Ridley Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, it's the original director's film. Damn it! Because they're yeah. still and like because I I read up a bunch on it just before because I was like, hold on, am I have I been? Because I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, so I, I I apologize if I've led people in the wrong direction. But like this is, it's it's basically a sequel to Prometheus, and I'm like, oh no, mm. oh, it is no. it is a sequel to Prometheus. But it does um, look good. I'm still the faith. I have faith. The trailers look great. It's got Danny McBride. Let's yeah, but the on. Prometheus trailer. The Prometheus trailer doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about Sigourney Weaver. Well, well um, hold on, hold on. Did you like Ridley Scott's directing in this film? Like, do you like? Yeah, no, I did. I did. It was good. And the only gripe I have, though, like it was good. It was the pacing was there. You could really tell that. I mean, for me, like I'm watching this in 2017. The one thing you have to understand is like this sort of horror is not revolutionary anymore. So I'm watching yeah. a film that at the time did something amazing, but right now is just another horror film. Don't get me wrong. I still loved it. Um, there's two things I've got to give mad props to Ridley Scott for, and there'll be one thing I'm going to give him some hate for. So I give him mad props for setting up a sci-fi world that feels honest, like mm -hmm. straight up. I felt like I was like, this is probably what it would be like if, if contemporary sci-fi became true. Like if we had spaceships yeah. and we had like, it felt so real. Like it wasn't, it was very neutral. It wasn't super dystopian. Yeah. It wasn't that's, super that's, utopian. That's one, it was like, yeah. I think that's one thing that really made this film stand out because this was at the time that Star Wars, uh, Star, well, Star Wars was out. Uh, Star yeah. Trek was, you know, a big thing. A big, big thing. Um, you know, sci-fi was definitely around. It's been around. Yeah, but it was hammy. It was hammy. It's hammy and it's very pristine. It's very clean. It's very, yeah. you know, um, uh, 
romanticized and now these guys come in and make something that feels real like these characters and this setting feel like real working joes real people They've gone out and done a mining job and they're just coming back and like you know you've got the you got parker and brett bitching about they want um you know want better bonuses they want more money it's all it's all it feels real like the sets are grimy they're there's like smoke everywhere it feels gross and yucks like something i would assume would be some Ooh. sort of mining vessel well it feels um, like it feels like a bunch of tradies doing a job doesn't it yeah that's right and and what it does and what that does at the end is it sets up like this horror feels more real it feels more honest because you can associate with the characters more so the horror doesn't feel tacky either you yeah. know like it feels like fuck this probably would be the sort of creature that would stalk you in the middle of space um and that was cool too like i really liked that aspect you know like they could have translated this to it being them on a boat and they go to a distress signal on a shipwreck yeah. in on earth if and, and 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 an alien comes and you would probably still buy into it just as much because I don't know. It, it's cool. It was really nice. It was really gritty. The character, the fucking performances in this film are excellent too. Like acting had acting is obviously progressed with film um, as things go on, but the performances in this were fucking excellent from everyone. Yeah, I feel like, like they really stand up to today's standards as well. Yeah. Like I, I again, I I believe that these people are all just working joes doing their thing, trying yeah. to get home. And when she hits and the it, fan, I like you see the. You know the power plays come in, and and you know there's the corporate side of things, and it's just mm. it's it, there's a lot the of Android. tension just within the characters that you know then amplifies when the alien stuff. You got to give I'm going to give him props too for building tension because he did a great job of it. Oh, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of the, the the best moment of course to me is the captain um, being stalked with the tracker and the beep beep beep, oh, which so is good. like like it is just that is fucking. That is so fantastic. That was so brilliant. And it's easily one, like the best scene in the whole thing, in my opinion, was that whole sequence because it's so tense and my yeah. butthole, like, clenched <laughs> so tight. Well, that's... So tight that if I put a piece of coal up there, I should add a diamond. But, like, <laughs> but it was just, I, it was just such I a love. good scene. That's why I love this film. It's, I've always remembered it as just incredibly tense. Like, the atmosphere and the tension building that is going on in this movie is, like second to none like so well done like really claustrophobic like the way the sets are built uh like i said the way that, that things are lit and there's smoke everywhere there's always smoke everywhere it's like you can barely see and there's flashing lights and fucking and you just don't know what's around the corner and that's a perfect haunted house film like that's basically what this is channeling that sort of stuff um though did you feel that it ever got too slow yeah, this is the one thing I kind of want to say Scott did poorly. He, it's, it felt so slow at times. Like, I'm watching a shot of, of Ripley, like, just walking through a place and nothing's happening and she gets there and it's, like, her p flicking a button and then that's it. Is like, that that's the, the sequence. end when she's by herself? Yeah. yeah. No, no, yeah, that, that's a bit there. There's a few bits that do it. And, I mean, obviously, again, though, I think it's a matter of, like, the, the, the error because... I kind of know the beats of this film because they're so ingrained in pop culture. You know, I know, yeah. I know, I knew the scares in this film before they were happening. I knew what was going to happen to every character. I knew Ripley was the last one that was going to live. So I kind of was like, yeah, okay. But I feel like if I didn't know that, maybe it would be more tense because, you know, you're actually watching a terrifying sort of thing occur. Yeah, um, no, I agree. Like, I, it's, it's like, I, you know, when I, when I first watched The Godfather, I didn't like it because I'd seen that movie. 
a thousand times because it's been copied a hundred times you know like every movie since has you know every sort of mafia movie since has been a godfather rip godfather like every yeah yeah sort of half horror movie since this has tried to rip off alien in some way i'm sure so it, because it did tension so well and it does do that um it is it is a product of its time but um there are definitely times where it gets too slow i don't mm. mind slow like i'm nah it's I'm, I'm but it's, dis- it's slow as fuck yeah like, like i'm 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 desensitized to horror so like i tend to sort of wander a little bit in these tense sort of scenes any these days anyway but like i still remember watching this for the first time and just being on the edge of my seat watching it last night there were certain scenes like the part where brett goes in with all the chains and he's chasing the cat cat and then the alien comes again yeah i fucking, fucking love intense. that scene like so well done um on dallas in the um in the vent like you're talking about yeah but i'll tell you that, like I, I and i can even go with the ridley stuff at uh ridley um with the ripley stuff at the end um because mm. it feels hectic there's a ticking time bomb, you know, there is a little bit of tension there. So what's your gripe? My big gripe, and I think this is why I don't like Prometheus, is when they're going to the fucking um, other, the planet, when they first land yeah. on the planet, that goes on so Yeah, long. even oh the landing sequence takes God. forever, just them it's landing like, on the planet. Do we really need to see, yeah, hear every little yeah. landing sequence um, protocol, like Blade, Blade Runner around. does Blade Runner does the same thing. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I do feel the same with Blade Runner at times. Like, I feel like it's quite slow. I haven't watched it for a while. I feel like I want to go and watch it again. It's all right. But, I didn't love it. Yeah, I don't think... I feel like it's overrated, to be honest. But, you know, that's... Look, we're probably going to review it time. at some point because the Gosling Blade Runner's coming out. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, but it just takes them so long to walk to that, you know, <laughs> into that place. Yeah. And then I don't find... I don't find that cave that interesting. Um, like it is kind of cool. Like it's a different sort of architecture and it's that Gothic style that they brought that Swedish guy in to do. Um, mm. But they spend a little bit too long just looking at it. It's like, look how cool this shit is. And I know that the um, the Promethean dude that you mentioned in the plot summary with the gun. Um, so I was right. He was in there. I did. I was sure <laughs> that there was some sort of reference to the alien film, but in Prometheus. But like, I'm confused though because he's so much bigger than the Prometheans in Prometheus. Like he's fucking yeah, huge. Yeah, he's huge. And yeah. the other thing is in Prometheus, the the last Promethean gets like his bloody alien comes out of his gut. So which which dude is this? Is this a different dude? But it's the same ship that crashes. They're well, that, that one the had same an ship. alien coming out of its out of its gut. Like it had a yeah, but I mean, isn't it isn't it meant to be the same ship from Prometheus that they're looking uh, at? I don't know. I think it might just be like the same people on another place. I don't think right. it's the exact same place. Okay. I, I'm assuming. Um, but I know, because um, Ridley Scott really wanted that alien to be there, so they spent a shitload of money making that. And yeah, it is, like, especially at the time, like, it was always... It's pretty cool. I mean, like, if you think about it, he waited, what, 30 years to connect the two, and that's yeah. pretty cool. Too like, bad he did a fucking shit job. Oh, that's what it. I say. Like, now I feel like that's ruined because I didn't like Prometheus. <laughs> yeah, so no now when, I'm with, Prometheus. And when, when this bit's going, I'm like, okay, can we just get to the part where the, the you know, the thing busts out of the dude's chest? Like, once, yeah. he, once he gets down and looks at all the, the eggs and all that, that's kind of cool because you've got that sweet laser light. Oh, it's so and... cool. I love... Actually, I'm going to be real. I reckon the start of this film is dope. I do agree. I think it's slow, but I think when they're when you know when they're looking at the chest and stuff, they're like, "Dude, look at that! Like, what the fuck?" I thought that was pretty cool. 
I think it's cool, but do it in like half the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> Speed up know, process. Like please. I feel like they really like elongated that scene, especially because they spent so much money on it. Um, and again, if we hadn't seen all this stuff, it, we would be discovering it with the characters. So for a first-time viewer, this would be kind of cool. Um, but I have seen this movie a lot. I've seen Prometheus. It's kind of soiled it. Um, I'm like, get to the fucking monkey, you know? <laughs> Let's yeah, get to the it. fucking... Get to so, the monkey. So I, yeah. like I found, even watching it last night, I, I, I was zoning out a lot in that scene. And I, and I kept coming. I'm like, is this still going? God damn it. Yeah. But it's once- funny though because I was zoning, I was zoning out once the aliens started killing people because it was just a matter of time before Ripley was by herself. Like, mm. and this is a horror film trend, right? It's like horror films, like groups of people get together and they get slaughtered one by one. Like that's that's a pretty that's a pretty common horror structure, right? Yeah. Um, and I think I think I because I'm so aware of that and I knew Ripley was the last one to live. I was kind of waiting and going, okay. Like, yeah, again, like, you know the tropes, you know you know Ripley's the star, so she's not going to die. It's like, but do yeah. you know what saves it? Do you know what saves it, though? What's that? That fucking android scene. God damn, that is so, f- just, man, that's so great. When that he, is so when great. When he goes ham. When he goes mental and, like, he's, like, starts, like, sweating white. Yeah. And he just starts, like, that fucking whole scene, like... I reckon that saves that the last part of the film. I reckon I'd probably be more bored of the last part of the film than the first if it's not really? for that scene. Because, well, I mean, like, because you've got like oh, you've man, got a basic already, ace. Like, well, you got a basic ace friend story. I know, but the alien's going on, and you're like, okay, cool, it's going to murder everyone. Great, I can't wait to see that. But then suddenly, like, there's another threat. Like, there's a second threat. This android mm. going ape shit. I don't know. I really like that. I maybe it's because I knew what was going to happen. You know, I, but I, I like I didn't... it. I like it too. I'm just saying. Like, I feel like the opposite. Like, I don't like the start of the film, but once it once the chest burster mm. happens, like shit gets real. Like, oh, you ever um, you ever notice that? Like, Ridley Scott hates government. You ever notice that he fucking hates government and like. <laughs> He hates it. He fucking hates government. He hates big he business. He hates suits. Wayland, yeah. Wayland's in, evil. In The Martian, the government are against him. Like, NASA has to work in secret, remember? Yeah, yeah, Gladiator, the entire Roman fucking well, hierarchy is against... Anyway. Well, Marcus the android really. was actually one of the characters that was added to the script. Um, really? in the original. Yeah, the, that was part of the studio. Brought him in, which I think is great. <laughs> so, so really, Scott went... You really, Scott watched and went, you know what? Yeah, I fucking hate the government. You're right. Good job. <laughs> But it's like without without him there, the the re- like the threat is the alien, which is fair. But why mm. not just kill the alien straight up? You know, kill kill the face hugger when it comes in. Get yeah. rid of it. You know, um, don't let them into the into the ship. Like Ripley was saying, his protocol. That's yeah. Without without him there, there's no real story. Like it's just <laughs> excellent. Um, just so I, yeah, I think it's great that he comes in, and um, it's not just as easy as oh yeah, just kill it because he doesn't want to kill it. His his mm. um, orders are to bring it back. Yo, um, the face hugger, the face hugger is without a doubt probably the other best fucking bit in the whole thing. Like well, everything that's you're about like, it. Well, you sort of skimmed over that part because that's yeah, where sorry. it starts to get real for me. Like yeah. once that thing jumps on Kane, and then they bring him in. And that whole thing, I even like like that they're, you know, prodding it and figuring out what it is. Like, it's it's really good exposition that's done well. Um, but the, the fucking, when it burst out of his chest, man, I, you were saying those other parts were your favorite part. That's the best part of the film. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, let's be real. That's, that is just next level, like, I, I can't believe I forgot it, actually. It is, it's fantastic. Like, 
that scene where he's like writhing on the on the bench, like freaking oh. out, like see, having a seizure, makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah. Like I've seen that scene so many times, and it makes me so uncomfortable every time I see it. I'm like, oh my god, I can't handle that. It's so good. And this it's is so a, good. Yeah, and this is a sad thing. Like we've been and watched Alien vs Predator, and you know, seen yeah. a bunch of fucking chest bursts come out, and it's, yeah. it's not as effective because now it's just a thing. It's a it's a thing yeah. that happens. It's, it's a true alien law. But like yeah. this takes the time to make you realize how fucked up it is. Like something mm. is growing inside you. Like you're all fine. You're eating cereal and it's like, oh yeah, cool. And having fun with your friends. You're feeling a bit tired, but it's all, oh, fuck it. There you go. It's out of your chest. You're mm-hmm. dead. And now there's an alien that's going to kill everybody on the, on the ship as well. You piece of shit. <laughs> it's so fucked. It's so fucked Man, up. and how good does it look? Like, yeah, it looks so good. A forty, nearly forty-year-old film, and the practical effects are so good. Even the face hugger, even the face yep. hugger, uh, looks awesome. And like, that's looks and that's one thing that I have to really commend this movie for because they didn't have CG, and they, and that's a lot of things they say they talk about in the interviews and stuff. Is like, mm. you know, I guess if we made it now, it would just be a CG alien and it'd be this and that. But little things like. They they go into a lot of depth on how they did things like um like the the, the chest burst that there's a dude under the table and they've made a fake chest and whatever, but Ridley didn't tell the actors exactly what was going to happen. They knew that something was going to burst out of Kane's chest, but he didn't tell them that fucking blood was going to spray all over them. And he oh, actually really? and he actually put in like some little explosives as well. So when when it go when it burst through, it was like Pow! and like you know really shocked them. So. All those reactions are legit. Like you can see, one oh. of the chicks, I think Lambert is her name. She fall, like she actually falls over in shock. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I didn't know that. That's how, so great. That's filmmaking, man. Like that's mm. so cool to me. And and little things like the egg. Like you know how like when he finds the egg and he's like looking inside and it's all moving yeah. and shit inside. What, yeah. What that is 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 um that's actually the you know they've made some weird fiberglass thing and then um put some like um cow like stomach lining Ugh. inside it and then Whit- ridley's put his his hands in and just some gloves and moved them around and that's what yeah that's fucked movement. up man that's <laughs> fucked up it's so good um but my favorite my favorite little uh cinema trick that they used was to make the the ships look bigger um because they they kept making these huge models of the ships and you know, it was they'd put the the guys in the suits outside when they're walking, you know, into the, yeah, the planet yeah. or whatever. And and Ridley's like, oh, it's, it's still it doesn't look big enough. So what they did is they made kid size spacesuits, and Ridley's kids are actually <laughs> the people walking along, and that's what makes it look so big. And I'm like, Some that's Hobbit syndrome. Cool, man. That's so dope. Like Isn't that just cool doesn't happen anymore. Like it's like, oh, we're just nah. we're fucking green screen. It's yeah. cheaper. That's why it's cheaper. It's cheaper and quicker. Like instead of doing a four-day shoot of something, you can do a two-day shoot of something and half the price. That's why yeah. people do it. But fun fact: visual like visual effects don't fucking stand up ever. Mm. Like so rarely will they. I mean, look at Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park mixes them so perfectly. Yeah. Because there's so right. much. There's still so many special effects in it, and that's why it works. You know. But like. I don't know. That's a big argument. Lord of the Rings stands up and will forever stand up because the Urukai are real. You know, obviously yeah. there's shots of CG, yeah, but they're it. melded yeah. with real Urukai. I mean, this is the same. And then Prometheus. Prometheus's special effects and visual effects are excellent too. They're really good. And I think that's one of the things I'm super keen for Covenant um, for as well is because I know mm, that it's going to look fucking nice. Um, 
But yeah, I don't know, that's something. And you're right, and it stands out because everything about the film holds up. There's only one bit that doesn't, and that is the one visual effects they have in it, which is the explosion, which looks lame as fuck at the end. (laughs) At Um, the end, yeah, yeah. Well, what about about the the alien? Like, we'll talk a bit about the alien and, and, and its impact on the story at first, but while we're talking about practical effects, how did you think it looked? Yeah, it looks sick. It looks so good. I loved it. There was only one moment I thought it looked like a dude in a suit. Mm. There's one moment at the end just, when he's yeah. lining there's the a, thing. There's a few times where it's when you get a kind of a wide shot and you see he's just sort of standing mm. up. Um, it doesn't look as alien as I sort of expect. But any, like, they're really smart with their close-ups and you know lighting choices and stuff. And it. I think there's a few times where maybe the, the camera lingers a little too long on it. Um, and that's the same yeah. with the, um, the chest burster. Like when the chest burster comes out and it kind of looks oh, around a bit. Oh, God. Like yeah, it turns yeah, into that little bit. a little puppety. But then it takes off on the fucking table and it looks awesome. So yeah. um, I, think, I think if you just like cut that shot down a little bit, it would have been fine. Um, but the alien. Okay, let's talk about the alien because mm. the aliens that we've seen have been an alien versus predator and they're basically they're like, just cannon They're like fodder. rats. They're like, they just scatter around and quickly kill you and run away. But this alien, yeah. this alien's a real motherfucker. This alien is smart <laughs> as hell. Like this is a piece of shit alien, man. Holy God. And it's good. And it's fucking, a, it's a difference, you know? Like mm. I, I kind of want to, I think aliens will have it. I haven't seen it, but I'm imagining it kind of scurries more. But in this, like, it's slow and it's just like this. You never, it's, it's, it's fast, but you're not sure how and you never see it run. You just see it sort of chill out and fuck people up. Well, it's that classic Jaws um, mentality. Like, the less yeah. you see of it, the scarier it is. And that's a, a thing that Ridley Scott talks about is like, I want to show you a little bit of it, but whatever's in your head is always going to be scarier. So what's hiding in those shadows? And I think that's what's so effective at the end when Ridley's running around because you... Ridley, Ripley's running around. It's it's uh you know that it's in the shadows. You know at you any just time don't know where. just jump out, and you know that this thing's a fucking master of disguise. Holy shit! How many shots are it? Like there's there's so many shots where it's full frame, and you mm. don't even see it. Like did you yeah. notice it when it was just hanging up in the chains? Nah, not at see? all. That's what I mean. Like when when Brett's looking around for the cat, there's a shot where he looks up, and it's. Full frame. It's just it's curled up. You can see its head. You can see everything. Really? If, if you yeah, like, but if you don't really look for it, you can't see it. And that's what's so cool. That's about fucking terrifying. That's scary. Yeah. That's oh, scary. Man. I can imagine being in the cinema and just like chilling out. You're like, oh, it's gonna come up, and you see it in the corner, and you know immediately. Man, fuck that. <laughs> it just captures it. That's what I mean. It's so cool, and that's so hard to pull off. Like it's literally mm. full frame. Like the whole thing is in frame so well done and then you know towards mm. the end as well when it's hiding in the in the um the the apartment with um with ripley and it just jumps yeah. out at her sort of thing um oh actually there was only one time where another time where it looked uh like man in a suit and that's actually at the end of that awesome sequence with dallas in the in the vent and he turns around and sees it and it kind of like puts its arms out <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I like that though. I didn't think it looked like a dude in a suit. It looks like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> how you doing? Hey, Dallas. <laughs> that's actually that's probably my favorite shot of it. Funnily enough. Oh, I really? Cool <laughs> well, I like it because it's it flows a lot of like my big thing is like I love that sort of one takeness and because it's in the same shot, isn't it? He turns around, it's there, like 
right? Yeah, no, it's a good, like, it's it's a well done thing, but I just... No, but yeah, again, no, I, think, I get you. I think they maybe linger on it a little bit too long. Like, if you'd cut that two frames earlier and, and its hands didn't fully extend and look like a, you know, hey, it's a wonderful kind of day. <laughs> I don't know. That, that sort of takes me out. <laughs> it's fucking Arthur now. It's fucking turns yeah. into Arthur. Um, it's this little Arthur walking around in the, in the vents. Um, it does a good job of being spooky as fuck. Like, let's be real. It does a it good does. job of being in, intimidating, of being scary, and of being like a force you don't genuinely believe they can defeat. Like, that's what it does, and that's what it's there for. It does a good job of that. The captain dying was a great moment, because obviously you're, he's the one you have the most faith in. Well, he's yeah, good I, dude. I thought he would have lasted the whole thing. Now, yeah. did you watch the director's cut? or No, nah, you know nah, theatrical cut. Theatrical. In your cut, did you see him again? I know the scene you're talking about, but I didn't. It wasn't in the version I watched, but I know the scene you're talking about where he's stuck on the wall. He's stuck on the wall, yeah. He's like, yeah. help me. Because I watch yeah, the director's she... cut, because I always watch the theatrical um, yeah. to save time. But um, I didn't realize that they'd cut that out. So did, was there anything of any, anyone nah, on the wall? Ripley, nah, Ripley grabs a flamethrower and she's just running through shit, I'm pretty sure. That's interesting, because like to me, that was my my big question that i always have in these sort of films is like you know while they're where just they all getting around and doing things where the fuck is the alien and what's it yeah doing? and it's such a it's such a good fucking scene too mm. yeah i i like i know they talked about um I, di I didn't know that they cut the whole thing but um in the behind the scenes stuff they talk about that you know it was more effective that dallas dies and you don't see him again because it's like oh it's so final but i like the idea that it's harvesting people like you know obviously we'll go on to learn that you know they harvest people so they can birth more have babies aliens um yeah so it makes sense and like i said it, it gives it gives the aliens something to do when it's not <laughs> not eating people like it's it's mm. it's actually building like a little nest um so I, I find it interesting that they cut that so the director's cut is very good you should watch that um, yeah, I'll check it out when my PS4 doesn't fuck itself every time I try and watch a movie. Yeah. Well, we we sort of glossed over the characters, and actually, I want to talk a little bit more about um, what's his name, the the cyborg guy, Android. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Android. I I really like the Android side of things, and when he starts like just choking her and or ch like shoving oh, so a good. fucking magazine down her throat yeah incredible um really cool fight scene apparently um on the one of the very first screenings of the film when you know when he gets his head knocked off by parker um mm. in the screening an usher actually threw up or fainted or something <laughs> it wasn't it's a chest pretty burster. Fucking, it's pretty it's, gross like it's, it's pretty disgusting and i think just the milk and the white blood sort of thing mm. is just really unnerving um but my, my mind thing is, um, he doesn't really have many android mannerisms before that. And like, yeah, if we, if pretty... we, you know, I don't really want to compare, but like, if we're comparing to things like Prometheus, like you, we know Fastbender is a cyborg. Is it, yeah. Is a, an android. So it's like, I, I feel like he was just a normal dude for so much of it. And I've, I like, and even in the way that he reacts to people and the way that he talks, like he's getting upset when yeah, you know, Rip Andrew is having a go at him. Um, I feel like maybe they should have hinted a little bit more, like given us a few little hints without, you know, blindly, you know, I mean, like he is, he is pretty sociopathic, you know, 
Yeah, oh, for like, sure, absolutely. Like, he's very about the mission and all that sort of thing, yeah. which, you know, it make that makes sense. I'm just saying a few little a little ticks mm. might have been nice because once he starts tick, like, when he's, like, losing it and, like, rolling up no, against man, the wall and shit, crazy. like, oh, yeah, it's really cool. I'm going to um, be real, though. The one bit that, like, made me laugh was there's a cut, like, they didn't even cut to a shot in between. There's a cut that's the obviously the dummy of the head, and it cuts straight away to a shot of him, like, sitting in the table, and it's so obvious. Like, it's so <laughs> fucking bad. I don't know why they didn't cut to, like, a reverse Just cut or away, like, a, you know, a yeah. reaction shot. Yeah, I don't know. It was so strange. Um, but what about the rest of the, the crew? Like, I, I really, my favorite character is Parker. I, I, the big, the big black man, the big black. Oh, he's here. awesome. The, 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 every crew member is pretty cool except for the other girl. I don't really like her. She's pretty useless. But she's, she's. This is one thing I will say. Like, there's, a, there's a fair few characters in this film, and there's they all react differently. And yeah. she's the one who freaks out the most, and I, I kind of like that, um, because somebody has to. Like, she's kind of what we should be feeling, you know? Like, why aren't mm. you guys freaking out more? And then you got Parker, who's just, like, getting angry about it. He's like, I'm going to kill this motherfucker because it killed Brett. Um, yeah, I love like, Brett. I thought Brett was awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just says right to everything. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So when he dies, like, because he was so cool, it's it's... It's, it's effective and I think that's another thing like we I, I care about every one of these characters and when they do die it sucks yeah because <laughs> they feel like people because they're set up in the real world and they feel like real people and they're not stereotypes or anything they're just people trying to do their job and that's relatable you know and I think you're right, mm. actually. It's so strange you said that I only thought about it now, but because they all react differently, it feels like you're watching a real group of people figure out a situation, yeah. um, which I think adds to the horror as well. They're not caricatures of one another. You know, like, even Prometheus, look at Prometheus, like all the characters are dicks yeah. in a way. Like all the yeah. characters are dickheads. Um, like they're all mean to each other or bullies. But in this, like they're real it's so people. because it could have... Yeah, it could have easily gone that way, though. Like, these guys could yeah. have been dicks. Like, Parker could have come across as a whiny bitch because all he's talking about is money and, all the, you know, he's always whinging. And, yeah. But he's, he feels like an everyman. Like, I relate to this guy. I want more money. <laughs> I want to yeah. be, you know, um, respected in my pay. So I get it. And, and you know, I, I get it when Lambert freaks out. And I get Dallas. Like, he's basically, I just want to get the hell home. He doesn't mm. care about protocol. He's, I just want to get home. Ripley's trying to... She obviously is... I feel like she's newer uh, in, in the team. Like, she's um, trying to work her way up. So yeah. she's trying to do the right but thing. But she, she believes in herself before anyone else. Believes in her morals for anyone yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. And so. I really, really like the character of Ripley. Like, so fucking progressive, especially for the time. Yeah, like, fuck with, oath, 1979, and she's still probably the most... I reckon, I genuinely think she's probably the most iconic female protagonist in a film. Like, if you want to know how to write a female protagonist, write it like fucking Ripley because she's not a pushover. She stands up for herself even through the beginning of the film. She doesn't luck out. Like, she earns her freedom. Mm. Um, she, oh man, she's fucking great. It's so good. And you know what? In some ways, this might be, um, you know, a testament to old Dan O'Bannon or whatever his name is at, mm. who didn't, write this character as a male or female it could have gone either way because there's nothing you know this character could very well have been a man and yeah it would have been the same character probably not as effective but like i feel like it's there's no 
there's no uh, cliche here. There's no sex cliche. It's just a mm-hmm. person doing her job, <laughs> and mm-hmm. she does it well. And and Sigourney just plays it so well because she's she she's strong yet vulnerable. Like she's she's she wants to stick to her morals, like you said, but everyone's kind of going against her, so she's just not sure now. But still, really cares about the team at the end of the day, and she wants to get them out out. Um, you know, she wants to make them safe. You got to be safe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I really like the crew, and I really and I really like the dynamic between everybody. Um, you've got old Jonesy, the cat, <laughs> who just yeah. sort of comes out of nowhere, who gives you, who probably started the cliche of the cat scare. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where was the cat at the start of the movie? I don't know. He's just chilling in the fence. I wish shit. he was kind of running around with them at the, mm. you know, when they first wake up, but. Either way, he's he's kind of fun, and it gives you know. And when she's saving the cat, <laughs> there's there's a fucking writing, there's a screenwriting book called Save the Cat. That might be where it came from as well. Um, you really, you know, we relate with Ripley because she saves the animal. She Apparently, in one animal. of the screenings, um, one of the producers was saying that one of the best things he heard was like an African American yeller, "Bitch, leave the cat." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'd love to hear that. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Hey, Just well, well, I think we're we're pretty much done. What good, the do? bad, and the ugly, bitch. I don't know why I say it because you should say it every time because I'm the one that goes first anyway. You know what I mean? Well, do you want me to go first because you said it? Uh, should we shake it up? Yeah, let's, oh, dude, the audience won't be able to handle this. Please, go know. first. I don't know. Calm good. down. The good, uh, the, the tension, the atmosphere. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. So yeah. well done. This is, like, besides that shitty first scene, which I blame on Prometheus, the most, like, the, the settings, the lighting, atmosphere, the acting. Ugh. I feel for these guys, and I love it. My good would be the cinematography. Mm. It gave me a stiff, man. Like, I don't get erections anymore after what happened in Vietnam. So, like, <laughs> when I get an erection, it's a big deal and I try and maintain it. And, man, it gave me the biggest stiff. It was so it was good. Stiff, stiff all the way through? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, the bad. Well, I would say that super long scene at the start. Too slow. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get you. I get you. I get you. Mine would be similar. Mine would be the length. So the certain the length for certain things. That that'd be that'd be mm. my bad. Yeah. Yeah. And the ugly. I have to say, those weird tiny ass underwear that <laughs> Sigourney Weaver is wearing at yeah. the end of the film. As cool as it is to see a little bit of crack, it's <laughs> just looks uncomfortable. Definitely was. <laughs> I definitely was a bit strange, wasn't it? <laughs> what's yours? Oh god. Um my ugly would be the cut, the head cut between when it was a dummy oh, and when yeah. it was real. That was lame. Yeah, good call. That was super lame. Good call. Um all right, well let's wrap this puppy up. Let's I'll go first this time. Yeah, you Let me go first. Okay. Look, it's a pretty fucking good film. Like it stands up still and it's like 40 years old and that's impressive in its own. I think it was good and it, I can see how it revolutionized a lot and it's still an enjoyable film. Um, I mean, the length between certain things isn't great. And I think that's what holds it back. Um, and because of that, I can't give it like a perfect score or something close to it, but I will give it a 3.5 out of five. 
Fair enough, fair enough. I, and I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, I, the, the obvious downfall of this film is just, it's a bit slow at times. And it does drag, it does, but these characters are great. And the atmosphere is great. The sets are fantastic. Like, the practical effects still work for me for the most part. There's a few bits where here and there it looks like a guy in a suit or a puppet or whatever. But very rarely, because it's so well photographed. Like, the elements of filmmaking have just come together. Like, the music's incredible. The, the sound design is incredible. Um, and I just think this is one of the best. This is... This, I, I always come back to this movie when, when I think about filmmaking I think a lot about the techniques that are used in this film I, I try to make horror films so I've, I've tried to steal a lot of stuff from Alien and there's, there's a reason for that because it did it fucking well it did it well 40 years ago and it's still doing it well now like I think if you showed this movie to somebody who had somehow been under a rock and didn't know anything about Alien it would still scare the shit out of them that fate, like the chest burster scene, mm. is fucked up. Man, like there, it's it's it, I, it'd be hard to find some a, a scene even now that is as effective as that. It's just so well done. Um, like I said, has its downfalls, but this is pretty pretty damn good. And I'm the horror guy, so this has kind of always been my favorite of the the series. It kind of gets a little bit more action adventure from here, but. For what this is, I think it's pretty damn good. I give it a 4.5 out of 5. 4.5 and a 3.5 truly is a Fish and Connor podcast where Connor <laughs> rates something he likes low and Fish rates something he likes high. Anyway, it's been a great week. We're all done today. We've done this podcast quite late um, in the night, which yeah, is different for us. Normally do more. I'm starving. Um, yeah, i got to go eat some dick too. Sorry, oh, uh, i got to eat wow. some food too. <laughs> Um, um, well, we're going to take another break from this retrospective. We're doing a lot of like on and off with this one because there's a lot of big movies coming out. Um, mm. Next week, we have The Fate of the Furious, F8, Fast and Furious 8, Fast 8, Furious 8. I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> the 8 of the Furious? The 8. <laughs> yep. Some, um, say I, some say I look like a young Vin Diesel. Oh, yeah. I could see it. <laughs> I could see it. You look like one of his arms. I look like a Vin Diesel's <laughs> right bicep, yeah. Yeah. Um, except with more hair on my head. Anyway. Yeah. Um, how are you feeling about this? Uh, you look like, I don't give, you, I don't did give you like a fuck. Seven? I liked Seven. I don't care. I don't give a fuck about the Fast and Furious films. I don't care anymore. Really? All I right? fucking love them. Mm, Paul's I love dead. what they've become. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I just... <laughs> I've got to cut that. I can't put that in that I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love it. Like I'm gonna, get, I'm probably right now. I might go watch Fast Five. I'm gonna get ready for it. I've got my IMAX tickets for Thursday night. I'm ready to go. I'll, I just want to see explosions and The Rock fighting Statham. I don't know. I'm, I'm keen. I'm not, but generally when I'm not keen, I like something a lot. So we'll see. Yeah, it's been a good week, everybody. Happens. Follow us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. You know the drill. You want to leave us a comment? You can. You want to tell us that we're shit? You can. We love it. It gets us off. I get an erection again from it. David doesn't. Uh, but it's been a good week. Who's editing this? Me or you? Is it me? Uh, it's you. So play the music, Connor. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fish and Connor Saw a Movie. Fish and Connor Saw a Movie does not own any rights to the film Alien. 
its soundtrack, or its marketing, and no infringement is intended. The track, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, Titles, is performed by Nikio Morricone. The track, Main Title, for the film Alien, is performed by Jerry Goldsmith and Lionel Newman. <laughs>